Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Back to the Mason Jar here on the Cersei Institute Podcast Network. I am David Kern, and I am joined, as always, on the Mason Jar by Cindy Rollins and our special guest, Karen Kern. My mom is joining us as well. And we are here to talk about some Christmas-themed topics. But first of all, Cindy, mom, how's it going? Good. Good. Waiting to have this green baby. <laughs> yeah, what a better, what a wonder. By the time this airs, hopefully we'll have the grandbaby it's not my grandbaby but i'll, I'll take it <laughs> i'll share it <laughs> yeah you you could share that'd be great everybody can always take turns holding babies yeah. yeah and then we have the apprentice the apprenticeship gathering um this weekend so i'm having 12 people for dinner tonight so hopefully baby can wait till after that <laughs> yes i was supposed to come to that and i i just couldn't so i oh, hope yeah. everybody has a great time yeah. I, was, yeah. I was they said they were going to be dancing so i was really yeah. tempted yeah so we're having we're having the mentors they're meeting all day today and then they're coming to my house on the way to downtown concord where they're going to meet all the apprentices who are coming and i i think there's over 30 people going to be having fun and dancing Wow, that is that sounds great. Yeah. Well, we are gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk Christmas, Christmas related things. Before we do that, though, I just want to remind everybody that you can go over to Patreon.com/slash Mason Jar and get uh, all kinds of great Mason Jar bonus content. We have uh, we have Cindy reading through uh, one of Charlotte Mason's books. Which book is that again, Cindy? It's Home Education. I just jumped right into the beginning, okay. the very first book in her series. So if you have not been reading along with Cindy, and those are <laughs> like bite-sized readings, bite-sized episodes that you can get if you're a Patreon supporter. Uh, we also have a bunch of other uh, episodes like this one you're listening to right now. A lot of other conversation about Advent and Christmas traditions and um, all of that connected to the Hallelujah book that we that we published that Cindy edited. That is a guide to uh, a guide to Handel's Messiah or a guide to Advent uh, through Handel's Messiah. So if you're interested in that, or if you just want to, you know, support the show, you can go over to Patreon.com/slash/MasonJar and do that. I think you can uh, support the show for as little as two dollars a month if you are so inclined. 
Yeah, I want to thank everybody who does do that already. We've it's really uh, helpful, and especially we get some great. You know, we have a good editor now, and we can um, we can just beef up the content with the help, the financial help. Yeah, exactly. We want to get as much content out there as possible for you. So we, we know the show is now the show is now already weekly, and then we're trying to get all this bonus content as well. So if you like the Mason Jar and you find it valuable. Um, and you are getting something out of it, then we would certainly appreciate uh, any kind of support you can offer. Even as little as $2 a month goes a much lo- goes farther than you might think. Um, but all right, without, with that out of the way, let's talk about Christmas. So Cindy, you have some questions. So I'll turn it over to you. You have some questions for mom and, and I'll just kind of hang out here. Yeah, I, so I have some questions for both of you. So, okay, okay. so as a mother and a son, and you both participated in the Hallelujah book, you're both contributors uh, to Hallelujah. So I thought it'd be fun to talk to you both together about some of your earliest Christmas memories. So I'll start with you, Karen, uh, because your your Christmas, early Christmas memories are much earlier than David's Christmas <laughs> By about Much. 27 years. <laughs> 27 years before well, David he was 27. Born. Yeah, he was 27. I was 27 when he was born. So, you know, probably 30 years by the time he has any memories. Yes, yes. So so going deep back into the, what, the 1960s, uh, what, are, what are some of your early Christmas memories? Um, I, I look back and what I see in my visual memory is the way that we used to decorate our tree, which is different from now. I can remember, you know, the little bits of tinsel? Yes. The yes. little strings of tinsel that nobody uses anymore because it makes a big mess, I guess. I remember decorating the tree and, and we just, you know, love to decorate. My dad was an artist and he would get frustrated when we just throw the tinsel on. <laughs> so I have memories of him no, you have to have this much space between each piece of tinsel and, you know, <laughs> that whole that whole tinsel thing. And then um, so many of our decorations now would be considered tacky, but they're kind yeah. of coming back in style. You know, like those brightly colored, metally um, looking um, ornaments that like birds that you would clip on the tree. Oh, you know right, what I'm talking right. About? Like yeah, those, yeah, yeah. And so I have, I just have memories of um, those kinds of images of the tree and then going to my grandparents' house and um, with my cousins and visiting. And I remember one Christmas, um, my brother, my younger brother, who was six years younger than me, was very sick. And he got to come home from the hospital for Christmas. And um, then in the middle of the in the middle of lunch or in the morning, he had to go back to the hospital. And somehow oh. or another, I have this mixed memory of my mother putting my hair up in pin curls and being really grumpy about the hair and the <laughs> pin curls and my oh, brother yes, leaving yes. to go back to the hospital. So, you know, we have these sharp images sometimes in all of the wonderful Christmas. You have this, this, this other moment that you remember the pin curls the negative moments all these years I had those too and I think they made me grumpy quite a bit also and and they really honestly didn't do a whole lot for your hair when you were done it was just wild sticking out curls sort of uh, I always thought they were didn't really do me justice they didn't yeah David did your mom carry on the pin curl tradition to you is she (laughs) No, but when he was like 18, when he was a teenager, his hair was very curly and very long. And so, you know, he didn't. His hair is not long when they're 18, unless they're in the military. Was that your hipster phase, David? I think it was like, 
I think I'm just old enough, just old enough to where is like a slightly pre hip the hipster pre, thing pre being hipster. popular. You you were yeah. hip a hip, hipster before hipster was even cool. Yeah, let's there. go with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a painful phase when people go through that. You just like uh, uh, one of my sons had a man bun phase and um his brother. Oh, we had we had that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the brothers were just they got a big kick out of it behind his back. But um actually I thought he looked kind of nice with his man bun, but he got rid of it. Now he's grown out of it. Uh, so David, do you have any early Christmas memories with with your fam uh, with your when what's your earliest memory? My earliest Christmas memory, man. I was thinking about that. It's funny because mom was mentioning grandpa's particularity and I don't remember oh, yeah. her childhood, obviously, but I do remember him being particular <laughs> um, huh. in, terms of in terms of decorations. And we didn't live from, so we moved from there when I was, what, four. And then we lived in Wisconsin yeah. for a while. So my earliest Christmas memories are probably in Wisconsin. And we used to go on Christmas Eve, we used to go to... Um, my dad's parents' house and spend time with all the cousins and everything. And I have lots of memories about that, but they're sort of, they're sort of not really um, um, very specific. They're more general. They're more like hordes of people eating lots yes, of food. Yeah, and, like, like this, and I remember, yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember my grandparents' Christmas tree being like 20 feet tall. And you know, oh, the, yeah. the way you think about things when you're yeah. It's more like these senses, like these weird sensations that I have. These, and if you saw it today, it would just probably be a normal everyday <laughs> exactly. tree. It'd be so yeah. disappointing. Although they had a big room, maybe they, how big was that tree, Mom? I think they had a big tree. I think they, had, they would go tall. and get a yeah. It was high ceiling room, big tree, big room. And that Beautiful. that's was, is that in the woods? Like, is Wisconsin? Was that the part of the woods? Like, little house in the their pool? house was set in the woods. Yeah, and they had big picture windows. So of course there was usually snow yeah and yeah. so you have the snow wow. outside and the big tree and, and you never wanted to go lot, outside <laughs> yeah lots Negative of memories of, of the kids playing in the snow and going down to the creek and falling in the creek and coming back soaking wet and snowy and <laughs> yeah that's that's why i hate winter it's just like with kids <laughs> with kids it's so beautiful the picture window the woods the tree and then everybody goes outside and they're immediately wet and they come <laughs> And then they can, they dry off, but their clothes haven't dried off. And then exactly, they want to yeah. go back outside. And then you start a whole new batch of winter things. And then um, until you run out. That is can, so true. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine doing that for nine kids all the time? Over like nine sets of uh, of wet Christmas stuff happening multiple times. Yes, I can't actually imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't. I have three kids who do that and they're little and it's like, I don't even. That's why I, I was so excited when we moved down South because I was ready. I love, I like winter. I really do. I like that whole, the idea. I like the idea of winter, but with kids, it's just so hard with, you know, 20 sets of mittens, 20 sets of boots and everybody had to have multiples and, and to get, not have to do that anymore. It it was a lightening of my load considerably. Hmm. But uh, but I, actually, I want to get one, real quick back to the tinsel because I noticed last yeah. year that they were selling tinsel again because I don't think I'd seen it for a while. And yeah. I, I couldn't resist buying it for one. I had a tree out in my back porch and I thought, let's go retro with this tree. <laughs> and because I just really the tinsel makes a very pretty tree with the, with the way it plays with the light. And um, 
I'll, yeah, it, it does. And and I was at my mom's house in Toronto this past weekend, and, and she's moving, she's downsizing. So we were going through all kinds of things. And one of the things, we went through all the old photo albums. And so many of our Christmas pictures had trees. Well, they all did. Trees with tinsel and, you know, those considered tacky ornaments. And yes. the, the big lights, you know, yes. now they're all the yes. little lights. But it used to be those br- those big Huge big bulbs, light. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if and one went out, the whole light, the whole the whole thing didn't work. Yeah, that that, that's actually yeah. still frustrating because there, I know now <laughs> you're technically supposed to be able to replace one light. And I have one son who is able to do that. When he visits me, he comes around and fixes all my Christmas lights. He's but at, at this point, I just buy the cheap lights and throw them out when one when the whole string goes out because I yeah we do that too can't I can't figure that out the system um but yeah the, I think those and those big lights I think are kind of coming back in too I mean uh, I've seen I think I've seen those they aren't the glass bulbs anymore though they they're more plastic which is even tackier yeah. than, than the glass yeah, that would be why they're tacky now because I've never I don't know that I have any recollection of seeing big larger glass ones those the plastic ones just sort of look like toys yeah, they really don't look as pretty as the old glass ones. Yeah. I guess Charlie Brown Christmas, that's what they have on that tree. Tinsel and big bulbs, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so Karen, from, coming from your family, did you bring any family foods or traditions with you when you started your, your family? Yeah, one of one of the things I grew up with that, that we started was Christmas morning, we opened the gifts one at a time. Mm. And it lasted a long time and it wasn't like a big free-for-all. It was very, very organized. And um, so we started that. And so then we had this tradition where the youngest child in the family would go to the tree and pick up a gift and take it to the person who, who, you know, who, whose name was on it. And that person would open it and we'd all look at it. And then he'd go back and he'd get another, another gift. And so it, it could take a long time, but it was, it kind of stretched out the whole experience and, and, you know, we'll just do that forever now. I don't, that's just the way it's done. So yeah, because it can, you could be done with Christmas in two or three minutes. If you just yeah. let everybody open their presents real quick, as fast as they possibly can. And, and that, so was that your dad again? Was that your dad's? That uh, was, that was probably my dad. And, um, I, I don't like really want to make him sound like an ogre. He, he just he. No, he wasn't he, an ogre he was at an all. Artist. He was yeah, an artist. Yeah, we and probably have lots experience. of people like him that listen to the podcast. Yeah, and I remember one time they visited us when we lived in Green Bay and probably in Idaho too, and and he would bring a gingerbread house and just all the kids with photo of him and all the kids just gathered around all their faces right close to this beautiful gingerbread house that he was decorating with them and I think out of that came our big gingerbread house contest which Mm. lives on and which now we try to get our grandchildren involved in so some of these traditions they (laughs) carry them on and then they take on a life of their own (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I bet some of those are really neat. Um, we we stuck with just cookies. We do a cookie contest, and our grandkids join in too, and it's a lot of fun. But I can't even imagine doing a gingerbread house contest. Do you it's pick crazy. Day? It's ruthless. Do people bring? We try their to pick stuff? a day. Yeah. Well, no. Here's the thing. So I go and I buy 
X number of gingerbread houses, depending on how many people are going to be home on that day and how many of their friends are coming. So there have been times when I've had to buy six gingerbread houses. So they're like 10 bucks each, that's 60, 60 bucks on the gingerbread <laughs> houses. And then, you know, you have to supply extra candy. And so we've had times where we've had the dining room table covered and two people with plastic and two people, two sets working there and two sets in the kitchen, one in the kitchen counter, one in the coffee table. And it's an entire day, evening, and it's so much mess. And then it's so much fun. And then we, um, Andrew judges them. And I was just about to say, who does the, well, he's a, he, so he does the judging. Is he biased or does he know who did? Oh, yeah. He is a hundred percent biased. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but so, I don't know what we're going to do. Have you never won, David? Have you never won in all these well, years? Oh, I, mean. I uh, well, I don't know if I've ever won, but but also it really took off. It really, really took off when I was a little older. That particular tradition, like we would do stuff. We would do that when we were younger, but in terms of the real competition part of it, yeah, it really yes. started to take off when the when I'm the oldest. So when my younger siblings were old enough to really care about it i was yeah. a little older so you know once katie and andrew and larissa were all in high school they really got competitive and at that point i was in college so it, it you know it, that one we did them but the, in terms of the real competition where you know katie katie's like my she's an artist as well so she whoever was on her team it would take them like 72 hours to do their stupid thing <laughs> yeah yeah and then they think probably think about it all year long like what are they going to do and then, How are and they going to win this yeah. year? Um, well, and really, Dad had categories, so it'd be you'd have you know most original, what you know, um, I don't know. He had best always... embodiment of an idea, best embodiment of a logo. Oh, there, yeah, there you go. As you can probably imagine. Yeah. Was, so yeah, there was like five or six categories. Yes. So you kind of won something. <laughs> Maybe I'll try that in our family. Best embodiment of an idea of the cookie. <laughs> yeah so now do, do you um do you, so are there prizes or just the, the joy of victory i think yeah. it's the joy of victory well, he had and the certificate yes which some of my children keep their certificates and some of them don't yeah so you can imagine katie probably has all of her certificates in a yeah. crate somewhere in her closet yeah she's yeah, in africa with her it, I hate when you, I, I don't like to be the judge because um, I, I just don't like, I, that's an awful responsibility. So if you, especially if you, you know, everybody's waiting for the, the moment. And- I've been dealing with that right now because, you know, we have that, uh, we do that daily poem yeah. um, p- podcast. And so I told a bunch of, I told everyone, if your kids are listening, if you have kids listening, then have your kid. We're going to do a competition memorizing a Robert Louis Stevenson poem. And there were way more um, recitations posted than I oh, thought possible. Wow. And so now I've had I've had to delay saying who won because I got to go through all of them. And they're all so good. And you've got all these cute kids memorizing these poems. And I don't know if I choose two of them, and then there's like 90 that didn't win. And that just makes me sad. So I think oh. maybe we'll just... If I just keep stalling, eventually everyone will forget about it. 
Yes. <laughs> well, I heard I think book so. club the other I night. So they, I heard a couple of moms saying how much they enjoy the daily poem. So that's going well. Oh, that's nice. The, kid, the kids really look forward to it. That's what they were saying. So yeah, that's um, the weirdest part of it. I never that's I never thought that would be. I mean, it's not weird now that I think about it. But it wasn't the thing that I expected would be right. Would be. Right. Part of it. And I think it's just taking a load off people. Well, one of the moms said that it just it's just a way for her to include poetry that's kind of mindless for her. She they and the kids remind her so she doesn't have to like think about it. So great probably, job. And then you don't have and then people probably get tired of listening to mom and dad anyway. So it's just a different voice. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and it and and it's yeah, I think that's fantastic. So um so back to Christmas. Yeah, unrelated. Um, <laughs> what um so David, did you bring any, uh, so your kids are kind of little, do you and Bethany have traditions that you've created for your own home that are different than what your families did or melded well, together? Yeah. I think like most people, um, the new traditions tend to be some sort of like, I don't know, amalgamation of things that come from each family. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, we, my, I definitely have put, put my foot down, I guess, on the whole doing Christmas morning slowly. Now that usually means we do a couple minutes, like we do something at our house with just our little family, but then we're spending both sets of families are in town. So we're spending Christmas Eve at one house and Christmas day at the other. So it's a little bit different than if we were doing the whole Christmas day, just at our house with just us. But we, I definitely have tried to make sure we go slow and, you know, do things one at a time and enjoy watching other people open gifts as well. And then the other thing mom didn't mention that, that I've, that we have kept up with is that the big meal on Christmas day. Um, and this is definitely a memory for me is we did, he had a, always had a huge breakfast. So mom would make cinnamon oh, yeah. and we do grapefruits yeah. and, you know, early on when I was younger, I remember, I feel like we did soft boiled eggs and things like that. So the, I don't remember Christmas dinners as much. I remember Christmas breakfast and that's something that we've still, we've tried to incorporate. Um, Bethany's yeah, that's family. how our family does it too. I think the breakfast overshadows anything else we do. Yeah, yeah. and and we 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 set the table the night before, and we use the best dishes. And I can't imagine what would happen if I didn't make cinnamon rolls yeah. on Christmas. There would be an uprising. Yeah, I remember one year my kids said, oh, don't worry about making, we know you're stressed this year, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, okay, I'm just going to buy pies. So, and they were like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, that was like the hardest thing to do. And I was going to take that off. But um, it's like that if you leave off something that's really, really special, it it makes it really ruins the holiday for everybody. Yeah. So, so I kind of have to make the cinnamon rolls part of my Christmas Eve. So, you know, before we go to church, I'm making the dough. And while we're at church on Christmas Eve, it's rising. And then I come home and, you know, while everybody's having their, you know, their treats or their glass of wine, whatever they're doing, I'm getting the cinnamon rolls, you know, spread out and cut and in the pan and in the fridge and then in the morning I get up in time to get them in the oven and you know I mean it, you just have to you just have to make that all part of the fun right right you can't you can't feel sorry for yourself while you're no while you're it's all part of the fun. yeah do you um do you have a special recipe for cinnamon rolls or do, are, I have used forever the recipe in um 
the Betty Crocker cookbook. I knew you were going to say Or the that. Better Homes and Gardens. It's one yeah. of those two, and I, I kind of, they're they're very similar recipes. And it's just, it's just always as fluffy, and they, you know, you have egg in there, and you heat your milk, and you mix yeah. it in with yes, the flour yes. and the yeast. Yeah. And and then so I usually do a pan with raisins and a pan without raisins, and you know the frosting, and it just it's so they yummy. Are, they're amazing. I don't. Yeah. We just, we just have always just said their mom's recipe. So you should just take credit for it. Yeah. My mom is famous for her um, bread and rolls and she doesn't do them anymore, which is, it's, it's almost a tragedy because even she uses the Betty Crocker recipes and better, she has the better homes and gardens too. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. which one she's given it to me before, but for some reason, mine don't taste as good as hers. Mine are good. Nobody would be like, oh, we hate these. But hers <laughs> are amazing. And it, I, some people just have the touch. Maybe you, maybe. So you get credit for the touch. You get well, Beth- I guess so. You asked about things that like Bethany and I have incorporated. In Bethany's family, her, her grandma had some traditions too. Like they made apple strudel all the time during the holiday season. Mm. This is maybe more Thanksgiving now that I'm thinking about it. But it's the same idea where she had this old like Croatian family recipe and it's this amazing apple strudel and her dad makes it too. And he's the only one that can get it even close. Bethany's dad makes it. And he's the only one that can get it close to what her grandma did. And it's like her grandma just had the touch. It's one yeah, of those things. It's just like, like not a recipe. It's just something else there. Yeah. Like comes from like the energy in your fingers or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how it, ma- it matters. And, um, sometimes it takes more than just the recipe to, to make it work. And I've watched my mom over and over again and making rolls and mine still never tastes that good. Um, but, um, so, so you guys, so now, um, so you're gonna have a little kind of, kind of a little baby baby for Christmas this year. So that'll yeah, be second time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll take, um, take some of the maybe Bethany can just enjoy Christmas a little bit and not have to do as much. Does she get overwhelmed at Christmas or do you help out a lot? Well, <laughs> um, pro- yeah, no, I, I, I try to, I help. Yeah. <laughs> Probably she also gets overwhelmed. Um, I mean, I do, she doesn't, I don't know. I do most of the baking any, like I do that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're the cook. It. You're the baker. Kind of my, He's a great cook. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I, it's, I find, the holidays are a little intense just because of the volume of it, but I find it to be therapeutic, but also, you know, I don't, so I like yeah. to do it. It still, it gets intense when you're trying to do things, a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, does she get, I don't know if she gets overwhelmed. I, do you think she gets she, overwhelmed? She seems so calm. Bethany is just like a calm and, you know, person. She sure. comes in yeah. and brings the calm with her. I mean, I, I'm sure that not always inside, but that's, that's the impression. Yeah, that she yeah. Gets. She doesn't seem stressed out, right? That's yeah. Uh, she well, and we had we had three Christmas babies too. David was David's mm-hmm. birthday is December sixth, Saint Nicholas Day, and then Larissa is the twenty eighth, and Andrew John's the twenty sixth. So, you know, really nine months pregnant at Christmas twice, and then having an infant mm-hmm. that year. David was born. It it does kind of give a different feel to Christmas of, you know, it makes you think about what's important and the other things can go and let's just enjoy, enjoy the, the season, enjoy each other and yeah, enjoy the baby yeah. or the baby that's overdue. <laughs> yes. That's, that baby's very hard to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Cindy's birthday is yours is the sixth too, right? Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, we I'm share a birthday. Like Nicholas, baby, also. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's why I named one of my sons Nicholas. He wasn't a Christmas. Oh. But, um, I just love love that name so much. But honestly, I didn't even know when I was growing up it was Saint Nicholas's Day. I did a oh, little. Well, I didn't know either. Yeah, yeah, and then when I found out, I just. I always liked where my birthday was because I've told David this before. It was it's like it, it's like everybody's ready to party, but there's nothing to do yet. So <laughs> yeah. then there comes your birthday. Whereas like my husband's birthday is December 29th, and it's just all we can do to like act like we care. <laughs> I know my our youngest his birthday is the 26th. Oh. And so it's just so sad. I every year I think, okay, this year I'm going to be ready. I'm going to have a present. It's going to be wrapped in birthday paper and I'm going to be ready. I yeah. never am ready. So every year the day after Christmas I'm out trying to find a gift and find the Christmas the birthday. And then nobody wants cake because we just ate yeah, a ton the day sick. before. It's, we're now it's fasting. Yeah. <laughs> it's the saddest day. So oh. I, I, I always think I'm going to do better at celebrating for him. Me too. I'm but so he's a good for it. Yeah. 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 And then Larissa's the 28th. So when they were little, we would kind of celebrate both birthdays on the same day. And I put in his candles and add three more for her and blow them out. And it would kind of, you know, we'd just do that. And then it got to where he knew what was going on. And so we had to have two different birthdays. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. We have two on the same day in March, the Ides of March. And um, the older son was very, always very nice about letting his younger brother um, have most of the choices in that, on that day, which is really sweet. That's, that's a wild, but two people, both of them born on the Ides of March. That, yeah. what are the odds of that? Yeah, I, mean, actually, I don't know. The odds are like probably very actually they were born ten years apart to the day, wow. to the hour, to the hour. Wow! So it was quite amazing. That sounds made up. I know it does. <laughs> and on the eyes of March, and one of them was wow. absolutely terrified of Julius Caesar. I let him watch it. I guess when he was too little. <laughs> I want to buy him one of those pencil holders that show you stabbing Caesar, Julius Caesar with all the knife marks. <laughs> he was so traumatized when we watched one of the Julius Caesar uh, Shakespeare Julius Caesar movies, and uh, and he was being stabbed, and he he hardly <laughs> got over that his whole childhood. <laughs> <laughs> but he was born on that day so what, 10 years apart to the hour yeah on the ides of march yes yes hmm. what are those people what do they do with their lives now <laughs> well people born on the ides of march you know, your, your, your your boys what are they uh uh one is um uh james is a um he's a, i don't even know what he is he's he went from salesman to manager to rep to something in his comp permanent in his company in about two years time so oh, nice. he just got um, promoted and transferred to being over something and uh, in some um, something that he made that the hurricanes came in handy because he was in part he was in charge of the division of his company that it was to generators <laughs> so, oh, okay. oh, wow, that's handy. <laughs> so that worked out i'm like whoa his sales record is gonna he's like first year will blow away the he, he's not in sales anymore but you know the, the numbers for the company oh, and then right. andrew is um in construction right now and he um he's actually he's in national guard so he's getting ready to go to poland oh, um, wow. i'm not sure i should say that but anyway he's 
eventually someday he'll be going to Poland with the National Guard for a while. So he's going to take a break and go there and, and do his duty and then come home. I guess if you were born that day, you'd kind of be looking over your shoulder a lot. Yeah, maybe. I, I, neither one of those guys are looking over your shoulder types. So if no. other other people might be, but uh, they seem to both be pretty pretty taking, secure. Taking it in stride. Yeah. Well, let me finish up here with asking you guys some of what your favorite things are. So, do you have a favorite? Um, let's. Well, do you have a favorite Christmas album? Like, um, I don't even, what do you call it? A CD or, or streaming, <laughs> streaming album that you enjoy or that's always been your favorite? Hmm. I don't think I have a Christmas album that's always been my favorite. And, um, and here's part of why. I am so I am so pathetic with all things technology. So, you know, when I had a CD player on my kitchen yes. counter, I could have my stack of Christmas CDs like Michael Bublé and some, you know, um, Irish instrumental Christmas music and all of these, um, you know, my CDs. Well, now who knows where those CDs are? And um, I don't. I everybody just downloads their music from somewhere I, it's right. a big mystery to me how to get your music so uh, that's just pathetic I know it's pathetic but anyways so I don't I don't really you know I just turn on whatever and uh, not even the radio so I it, it's kind of a sad thing for me right now right music. right because well, I don't know I don't, I don't know where to get it yeah that would be a good gift someone take all your favorite Christmas music and put them on some kind of streaming or, yeah yeah, see, streaming. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I do Pandora, but then it's, you That's know. That's streaming. Yeah. And oh. Pandora, I found then, Pandora to do a, is a great substitute for some of my old favorites because then you do find some new favorites and they're not the ones they're playing on the radio, which are pathetic. Yeah. 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 That's true. There's a lot of bad Christmas mm-hmm. music out there. Yeah, there there is. And I, I guess every singer eventually does a Christmas album and some are fantastic. Yeah. Some, I remember years ago, I like, I think I wore out my Amy Grant Christmas album. Yeah. We, we yeah. just listened to that for years and years and years. And I can probably tell you all those songs if I could remember them, but they're all in my head, you know? Well, they're so easily found online. You get those on Spotify. Yeah. Um, I, I, Amy Grant, nobody and you know does what? Christmas if I as turn well that as on, My kids would go, Mom, what are you listening to? <laughs> really? I think she yeah. does a very good job with Christmas for whatever, you well, know. I think so has. too, but I don't, I don't know that my children would agree. Well, well that's just maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> they've grown up. <laughs> interestingly, that album, that record, the actual, you know, vinyl right. is sitting on the, the, um, the shelf next to my desk in my office here at work. Oh, what, my old Amy Graham Christmas yeah, album? Yeah, because dad had a, for some reason, had a, he dumped a bunch of old records I, on my desk. I and, don't know why he did that. I don't know where he might have been in the attic. And he Probably. brought down a bunch of records. Uh, let him go and up somehow the came, Well, I don't like him to go up there because he brings things down. And then they ha- I have to find a new place to put them. So these, I guess these went to the office. <laughs> yeah, so huh. it's here. So I may have to put that on. Yeah, so don't throw that away, David, in a fit of like, this is terrible. I, I, Why do would, they even have this? <laughs> I would not do that. I would okay. not do that. Um, so, David, what about you? Uh, you're you're like a music guy, right? You're a music aficionado. As, and I'm... Uh, less so than I used to be, perhaps. But um, 
Bethany and I both, I don't, have you, you guys, have either of you heard of the artist Sufjan Stevens? Yeah. 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 So he has a, yeah. Yeah. So he has a whole massive Christmas album. A lot, there's a lot of hymns and then a lot of just fun songs. So we've always listened to a lot of that. That was something, Bethany and I, I think that came out when Bethany and I were dating. So we have listened to that a lot. And I like to listen to a lot of the old, like 50s and 60s, like some of the more jazzy Christmas stuff and even Sinatra and stuff. I don't know. I, and we listen to a lot of hymns, but I'm not like a, I don't have strong feelings on Christmas music like some people do. Like it doesn't bother me when it starts early. And um, I don't, I just don't like it when it's tacky. That's my thing. It's more like what I don't listen to than what I do. Right. So you like Christmas music, but there's stuff you, yeah, I, 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 I'm really opinionated about Christmas music because it's like a big deal to me, but um, yeah, there's a lot of bad Christmas music that you have to wade through. Now, Christmas movies, I have strong opinions on Christmas movies. Right. And I, I, I th- I th- I'm going to ask you one more question about m- music. Okay. All right. Do you have a favorite, just one song, like one hymn, like just of traditional Christmas carols? What's your favorite? Mom, I'll let you answer that one first. Oh, um, oh, come all ye faithful. Mm, that's that should cool. be my favorite. Yeah. Yes. David? Mine always was, oh, come all call me Manuel. But Bethany's favorite is Oh Holy Night. And mm. that's, I, for whatever reason, that's grown on me over the years. So it's probably a tie between those two. Yeah, I used to hate Oh Holy Night. And now it is perhaps my favorite Christmas song. That's a weird it's, take. Why did you hate it? <laughs> I just thought it because there was like some like contralto soprano that would sing it in church every year. And it just oh. sounded like a, <laughs> it sounded like a joke <laughs> to me. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it I always thought it was some well. goofy old... <laughs> like old timey song and didn't have any meaning. But then when I heard it, um, finally it's well done. I, I mean, it's chilling how beautiful it is. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I love angels. We have heard on high also, mm, I like especially that when it's done acapella because you, you have all the different voices and the harmonies and that's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now to movies. What <laughs> is your favorite Christmas movie? You want your mom to go first? Oh, I don't, sure. Ladies first. Um, I think personally, my favorite is while you are sleeping. Oh, and we yeah. watch, um, you know, we, so we have a whole pile of Christmas movies that we would always watch and we would, we would try when the kids were younger or teenagers, even we could make it happen. We could make, you know, everybody would be home and around Thanksgiving, we would start to watch and we would meet, watch meet me in St. Louis at Thanksgiving mm. and then we would plan when we're going to watch what movie. Well, now everybody's in and out of the house. They're home. They're not home. Even if they're home, they might not be home on a particular evening. And so now we just have to decide, you know, without them, they're here or they're not here and we're just going to watch. So I yeah. think for me, while you were sleeping is a favorite. I think Andrew loves It's a Wonderful Life. So, yeah. you know, my dad one, but... loved It's a Wonderful Life. So we always yeah. watch it every year. Even though it gets boring sometimes, but it's still yeah. always really good. It's a must-see. Yeah, it's a there are just some lines in it. It's, there are some lines in that that are just perfect. Yeah, you it know, is long. We all memorize. We all know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. Um, David, what is your favorite Christmas movie? <laughs> okay, so I do love It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, it is a bit long. Um, we always Bethany's family got me. They always she grew up watching Christmas Story all the time, so I do like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
the thing is, my favorite movie of all time of any movie ever is actually a Christmas movie. It's called The Apartment. It's a Billy Wilder movie from 1959. Oh, uh, was it Jack Lemon movie? Yeah, Jack Lemon. Yep. And, yeah. And I love that movie. And it takes place like on Chris, basically the week between Christmas Eve and New Year's Day. Um, ah. It's a little bit. It's non-traditional, but I think it's. Well, I think it's a perfect movie. And I thought you were going to say Die Hard when you started. Because- no, no, I do. <laughs> well, my dad, dad would say that. That is a must-see. Yeah, that's yeah. probably his. Yeah, yeah. No, I, had, I have never seen The Apartment, and that's the year I was born. So what, I really love it because it's your favorite, The Apartment in 1959 that David was just talking about. Uh, so I really should watch that. I have no, I don't think I've seen it either. So I'm going to have to watch that. I've seen it. Pictures Where do we of it. Find I can it? see the cover. Yeah. Uh, well, um, Is it on Amazon? It's on Amazon. I know you can buy it on Amazon. I have it. Um, but it's Jack Lemmon, Fred McMurray, Shirley MacLaine's the, the lead actress. Um, oh, wait a minute. I think I did see this. Does she go shopping at the store? And she, there's like two businessmen. And Oh, yes. I, yeah, have so, seen so, I think I saw this movie last year for the first time. Yeah, I don't so she's, I watched the whole thing. She's an or elevator. She's an elevator operator yes. in this big insurance building, and there's this this guy who's interested in her, who's kind of like been beat down, and then she's kind of being taken for a ride by this boss guy, and he's a jerk. And then this other guy, played by Jack Lemmon, takes care of her. Basically, she gets she she goes she gets it has this moment of despair, and this guy kind of gets her through it, and it's all at Christmas time, and it's it's sort of like. And it's not the traditional sort of you. I wouldn't watch it with your kids necessarily. You right, know? right, but right. It, yeah, but it's a great movie. Yeah, I, I don't. I think my dad and I. He always watches old movies on the Turner. On um, he did on the Turner movies, whatever that classic movie. Yeah, Turner classic um, movies. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, you just randomly when you're visiting him, you always got to like ha- come halfway through some great old movie, and it, I love that. It, it creates great memories. I have great movies I never would have watched that I loved watching with him because I'd sit there with him and he he knew them all. But I think I watched that with him last year. How old was was he? He was eighty two. So he'd have been oh, about. That's how old my mom is. He'd have been about the age that my dad's dad, my grandpa, was if he was still living. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I remember that exact thing at Christmas time, especially. I mean, I guess that's because that when we that was when we were there. But you'd go in there in the evenings and he'd be in his this separate living room area and he'd have these old movies on. He'd be sitting in his his chair most most of the time, probably yeah, his chair. Yeah. But um we'd go in there, you'd sit there and we'd sit and watch, you know, two thirds of some old movie that he was already watching and um always black and white. But that that's definitely a memory I have of of the holiday season. Yeah, yeah. So that's a. I, I thought I thought it'd be fun to be a grandma who watched old movies. So I'm gonna have to start doing that now. I guess I take the, <laughs> I'm taking up the mantle of old movies. So uh. it's just fun to be a person who watches old movies. Yeah, yeah. So so we'll we'll end here. What I'll just ask you guys right now. Do you have a favorite Christmas book? And and that'll be our final question for the day. Um, I think my favorite Christmas book has to be The Night Before Christmas. Mm. And, and of course, we've had many, um, many volumes of that. But I just love the old traditional pictures. And I love that my grandchildren love it so much so that, you know, Jeremiah, I remember not very long ago, maybe this summer, bringing me that book and wanting me to read it. So yeah. it's just... I, I just, I love, and I loved when I was a teacher of third grade, I loved reading it to them. And you, the poetry is so 
beautiful in it and the and the way the words flow and the rhyme it's just my favorite it is beautifully written it has some very classic poetic lines yeah yeah as dry leaves sit before the wild hurricane fly you know I yeah perfect yeah yeah so that's my favorite and I think my kids probably have memories of, of us reading that. Although every year Andrew would read the Grinch and he had a Grinch hat. And oh. so he would sit there and read it. And he even has a Latin copy, which I don't know that they appreciated hearing it in Latin, but you know, he still reads that on Christmas Eve to the grandchildren. Oh, well that's nice. He used to yeah. read that he used to have his classes over for Christmas parties and he would perform it for his classes. Yeah. <laughs> has yeah. he memorized it now? Well it is Doctor Seuss yeah. is not too hard to memorize, right? No, even he can yeah. do it. <laughs> All right, David. What is your favorite? Do you have a favorite Christmas book? Well, I, I mean, I love a Christmas Carol, the Dickens book. But recently, since I've had kids, my uh, this has kind of evolved for me because my new favorite Christmas book. This is kind of, I guess, it's not really a Christmas book technically, but is the Long Winter from the Little House in the Prairie. Oh series, yeah, yeah, which I think mm. is the best book in the series, and. um I, we're actually rereading it right now. We started reading it and the writing is so beautiful in it. And there's lots of, you know, first of all, the whole thing takes place during winter. So it's, but there's also that great scene, Christmas scene in the middle. Oh, right. Have, you know, they don't have any food, hardly at all. They scrounge up something to make oyster soup or something. Um, they scrounge up to make just a little bit of money to go buy possum suspenders. And then they make things for each other. And that one chapter in there, I think is one of the greatest Christmas stories you can find anywhere in literature and then of course the mm. whole book is just you know about them pulling together and surviving and helping each other and and then yeah. it's just really beautifully written and if you ever want to just feel cold but not actually be cold it's a great book to read yes it is <laughs> it is very wintry it gives you the bleak midwinter very well exactly yeah yeah, uh, yeah and it's i mean her other christmas stories in her lace oh, yeah. throughout her books absolutely yeah i think I, I, yeah. I have a book that my mom bought us somewhere which i normally wouldn't buy something like this but it's a, a very pretty christmas book with the stories the christmas stories from the the little the, the little the little house on the prairie series and but yeah, mr even, edwards crossing the river and bringing yeah, Yes, yes. And then, you know, every, all kids are just astounded how excited they get over a tin cup and a penny. Yeah, and yeah exactly. So uh, it, it is a great reminder that, um, you know, it's simple things that make, make the holidays. And even even my kids, I, we have big Christmases and we had little Christmases, but they always just love Christmas. And it had really had nothing to do with the gifts and the presents. It was all about just the, the warmth and the food and the, the camaraderie and the love and, and, and the light and mm. the darkness. So um, mm. it's, it's just. Uh, I, I, when I was, I'll just say, tell this one little story. When, when I was home, um, I just was home in Toronto last week and looking through some things of my mom's and I was reminded of a story that I had forgotten um my aunt wrote oh my god wrote it but my aunt talked about it and how and um my father was born in 1929 and um his father died in 1943 when he was 13 or 14 years old and left his, uh, my grandmother with nine children and those were really um uh, they were very poor. They they started out rich when they were first married, and then they became poor and poor and poor through the depression. And then, what, so when my dad was sixteen, he had to quit school, 
he later finished and, and became a teacher, but he had to quit school and he got a job and the, the winter, the Christmas that he was 16, he got a bonus uh, Christmas Eve and he came home with a little bit of money and he looked in the fridge and he saw that there was almost nothing in there. There was a turkey that somebody had given them from church, but there was no Christmas food. And, and my aunt said that he opened the fridge and he said, that's not a Christmas fridge. And he went out with his little bonus money and he bought all the extra fixings for the Christmas mm-hmm. dinner. And so they did not really have any gifts. Um, he was, now, he was 16, and his youngest sibling was three at the time. And um, But he went and he got ginger ale and oranges and all the all the extra fixings for Christmas. And so that was just a beautiful story to be reminded of, wow, like that, you're saying. It's not that about would make all the a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I have thought about writing that in a children's story somehow. Dave and I have all these ideas for children's stories, and we haven't, we haven't written them yet, but that's an idea, so... Well, maybe you can find a publisher. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Do you know anybody? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, oh, great idea. I would love to, I think that'd be perfect. Uh, That would be a great story. Okay. Well, thank you both for being on the Mason Jar. This is a great episode. I'm sure people will enjoy during the holidays hearing how things you love and things you um, ways you celebrated. Yeah, thank you for. Oh, yeah, great to talk to yeah, you. Thank you for yeah. you got you flipped it around on me this time. I know. I don't know how to end this show, so I'm like, <laughs> I, I shouldn't. Have done that. <laughs> I can end it. I can end it. Uh, of course, thank you to everyone who's been listening. Remember that if you want to get more of uh, this uh, this Christmas content, you can head over to Patreon and uh, for support the show and. Um, there is all of the uh, the bonus readings that Cindy is doing, the, her commentary and readings of the, of Charlotte Mason's book. Um, thank you for listening. Of course, thank you for uh, all the questions you send in for all the other, all the other episodes and for listening to our guests when we have interviews and uh, for being a part of the the Mason Jar and the Mere Motherhood community. Uh, for Cindy and for Karen Kerna, for all of us here at the Cersei Institute, thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on the Mason Jar. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.